0: Well, hey there, families, and welcome to today's episode. We are so excited to have our friend Sarah Afshari here with us. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Welcome. welcome. And you guys, this is a very special episode, one that we are um, just feel very honored to be recording because October is national. Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and um, the reason why we are interviewing Sarah is because she has just the most incredible story and um, just some really great guidance points um, that we feel is really important to share with families. So, Sarah is... um, A your infinite life instructor and you guys hear us talk about your infinite life so much it's the organization that terry and i found about a decade ago when we found positive parenting curriculum then that rolled into being invited to some personal development courses with your infinite life and those courses just completely changed our lives and empowered us with um, new tools all surrounding emotional literacy. And it was just such a blessing in our lives. So now we love telling people about Your Infinite Life. And Sarah and I have been on a certification track with Your Infinite Life to become teachers of that work. And Sarah is officially a teacher. So, <laughs> And um, Sarah teaches a course called Freedom to Be. It's a weekend course that um, I attend twice a week, twice a year when it's here in San Diego. Um, Their other big course with Your Infinite Life is called the Remembrance Course. That's the one Terry usually does. We kind of each have our own little passions with Your Infinite Life. He loves to attend Remembrance. I love to attend Freedom to Be. And then I will soon be a Freedom to Be teacher, and Sarah is already one. And then Sarah also is a volunteer crisis contact for an an incredible organization called No Silence, No Violence. And um, yeah, and today we are going to talk all about... How important it is, families, um, surrounding the work that you guys are working so hard to learn and apply into the fabric of your lives with your family when it comes to positive parenting curriculum, and really all the life coaching things we talk about on this podcast and within our Foundations course and our Bonfire member community, it all matters so much with how you are raising your kids and how you are choosing to be in relationship with them. Um... And really, today, as we're as we're talking about um, domestic violence awareness, we really want to empower you to just keep doing that work because it is very preventative. We feel like to help your kids avoid ever being in a relationship where they would be at risk to have domestic violence or. or um, uh, relationship abuse, which Sarah's going to talk to a little bit about, how she prefers that term, and it also is very preventative and proactive um, in really helping your kids ever you know, um, avoid ever becoming a relationship abuser, or in a in a you know type of situation where they dip down into any type of domestic violence behavior. So it's very preventative, the work of positive parenting curriculum, caring very deeply about how you raise your kids and guide your kids with integrity instead of reverting and relying on fear and force. So today specifically, I'm going to have Sarah introduce herself here in a minute and tell us your story, but today we're going to talk about three points that um, we want you guys to really embrace and again, just kind of incorporate into your daily lives. Um, One of them is really teaching your kids and learning what a healthy relationship looks like, that that starts in the home. It really starts from a very young age. Number two, we're going to talk about really getting comfortable sharing the good and the bad. Right. And and we're going to give you guys a lot of great ideas on how you can do that with your kids. And then number three, we're going to talk about how children really learn their value from a very young age. And that is through their families. And then Sarah's going to go into some detail about why this matters so much to help avoid, you know, any type of domestic violence or relationship abuse um, in the future. Okay, so Sarah, I'm going to pass the mic to you, and please just tell us your story. How did you find um, the life coaching work that you're now an instructor of? Um, Just tell us everything, because one more thing before we pass the mic. Mm -hmm. Sarah literally is one of my favorite people on the planet, and I hope that we will be able to teach in a course room together one day, because... Dream team. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Such a dream team. I just adore you, and I wish this was like a video podcast today, so you guys could just be able to see Sarah, because not, not only is she extremely beautiful on the outside, you're so beautiful on the inside, oh, and your you. spirit and your tenacity and your courage and your vulnerability and just your your spark, your like zest for life is so contagious and radical and just awesome, and it is seriously an honor to have you sitting here in our Little office today.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much. That is so kind of you to say. I really, I'm so, I'm, I absolutely love you guys, and I'm so happy to be here to be talking about these things. And I would love to share my story yes. and, and with with all the families that are listening. Um, so about two and a half years ago, I was speaking at a. Um, fundraiser for no, for no Silence No Violence. I was only seven weeks out of my relationship, and it was the third time that I had attempted to leave, but the only time that I actually had some support in that process. And you know, to be honest, I agreed to speak because I I was looking for something to hold me accountable to not go back because it's so hard not to go back to what feels comfortable. You know, it's as weird as that sounds. You get used to the abuse and it's familiar to you and being away from it feels very foreign, you know, when you've been surrounded by it. And so I was speaking at this fundraiser and when I had sat down, a woman came up to me in tears and she kneeled down and she just told me um, that you know there's this amazing company that has these courses and that that changed her life that she thought they could change my life too, and that she just wanted me to call her and she wrote her number down and she kept telling me I'm not crazy I'm not crazy I just (laughs) want to share this with you and that person turned out to be Bobby CCO who was one of the instructors um, at, at Your Infinite Life and I remember being a little taken back, but there was something about her that was so genuine and there was this warmth that was spilling from her. So it was a scratch piece of paper that she wrote down the website for Your Infinite Life and wrote her phone number. And so uh, I did do some reading on the website. I, um, When I first read the course descriptions, my, my thought was like, okay, yeah, like you're really going to get me there in one weekend. <laughs> but... I I still needed I needed something. And so I'm so so grateful that I didn't let you know my fears stop me and I reached out to Bobby and she was so kind. She actually let me stay at her home. I didn't have a permanent residence at the time. She let me stay at her home that weekend so I could focus on the learning hundred percent. That's actually where I met you, Wendy, too. Yeah, and it was I
0: remember that weekend. I remember being on a call for the production team for that weekend. And hearing about like, oh my gosh, I met this incredible girl. She's just like this ray of light. And I offered to sponsor her tuition. Yeah. And I just want to get her there. And we were like, oh, okay, cool. Who's so this? And then
1: was it Freedom to Be in the fall? Well, yeah, was it-,
2: it was December um, that, that Freedom to Be was. Yeah. She told me, I, she said I could do either course. But Freedom to Be, to be was the one that was coming up first. Yeah. And um, I'm so grateful that I started with that one as well. Because I mm-hmm. think that it would have been, uh, it, was, it exposed me to, the potential that these courses can have because remembrances dig so much deeper, you know. Um, and I was in that
1: class with you. Yes. Yeah, was yeah assisted, that was when yeah.
2: I first met you as well. We yeah. were both
1: in your first class. Yeah, you guys were.
2: <laughs> and we've assisted so many times together. Yes, and, and, you know, um, just like Wendy said, that how much it's changed your your lives. Um It really changed mine, too. On that Sunday, when I walked out of the course room, I made a decision right then. I I just inherited this family of 30-plus people because you just bond so closely. And I remember having the thought, because, you know, the Friday and the Saturday of that course, I was still in communication with my ex. There was a lot of manipulation still going on, even though I wasn't at home. And um, on Sunday when I left, I remember having the thought like, okay, it's either all of these people... Or it's him because there's no way that I can have both. Like it wouldn't fit in your infinite life, and it's it wouldn't he wouldn't allow it, you know. And I remember that it was like I was like I picked these people, you know, and <laughs> and, and, and and like I have goosebumps thinking about it right now because literally this struggle every single day, like it was. I I call it the pull. It was this feeling of like walking against gravity. This this thing drawing me back to him. When I walked out of that course room, it was gone. I did not want to go back anymore. I was so strong in who I was that there was no chance. And it was it was actually that weekend that made had me make some hard decisions that I was really kind of postponing because I I didn't want to cut the I wasn't. You know, I I didn't want to be in an abusive relationship, but I also was afraid of cutting the ties. And so I was able to make those tough decisions, you know, financial decisions and with shared property and animals and all the things that he was using to uh, manipulate me to come back. Every time um, I was able to cut those ties and let go of those things that I thought mattered so much to me because I realized like, no, like what really matters is me and like me being whole and me being surrounded by people who really love me and see me, which is what I got, you know, from
0: that course. So how long had you been in that? Relationship.
2: Um, I was only in that relationship for a little over a year, that's, so yeah, that's a long
0: I, time, and it's not.
2: Well, you know, it, it felt like years and years. But through my volunteer work, I, I see how fortunate I really was to yeah. um, to get out when I did. Because there are some people that are in these relationships for five, ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that where things get even more complicated because they have children. You know, which we did not have children together, um, or they get married. You know, yeah. luckily we did not get married. Um, so, it, it but it, it felt like, it felt like years and years.
0: Wow. Yeah. And so after that weekend, when was it that you said, you know what, because you're an accountant, right? I did accounting, yeah. yeah. Accounting, yeah. And so when was it that you were like, I not only am in love with this work, but I actually would like to go through the extensive training because we all know that, I mean, it is like A lot to get trained to be a teacher of this work. um, That you were like, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna dedicate my life to helping others through this work. How did that unfold?
2: Okay, so you know, I I did not have that level of confidence yet in myself after the course (laughs) to even consider that at all. And I didn't even really know how um, Your infinite Life offered all of these other courses, the mastery level courses and stuff. And so when I was on my way out, I was taking two participants to the airport. And so we were getting ready to leave. And Bobby um, stopped me and said, has Pam talked to you? Has Pam talked to you? And I'm talking about Pamela Dunn, who was a guest once on one of your podcasts. Yeah, we've done two episodes with Pam. We were yep, so the l- owner of Your Infinite Life. Yeah, yes. And we were so lucky because she was teaching that weekend with Susie Walton. So Bobby stopped me on. When I was about to leave, and said, "Has Pam talked to you?" and I said, "No." About what? And she said, "Oh, oh, nothing." You know. And I was kind (laughs) of like, I I still had no clue. And then I was like, seriously, one foot out the door before Pam stopped me, and she just said, "Let's have a talk this week. Um, I want to talk to you about you know these courses and being an instructor." And I remember, wow, yeah, and I remember being like, what? what?" You know. And (laughs) it, it it hadn't sunk in yet, but she said, like, let's have you know, let's have a call this week. And so the call was on Wednesday. And so up until that call, I was constantly speaking to myself like, what could she want with me? What could she possibly see in me? You know, there's so many people. Why me? That's how I was talking to myself. And And then on Wednesday morning, you know, we're, we were our call was like at eleven o'clock. All of a sudden, there was a shift in me, and the tone just changed. And it was the same question, but it was just, "I wonder what she sees in me. Right. Oh. What is it that she could see in me?" And I, like, I, the energy had changed, and um, it was a wonderful call. She just told me that she thought that I was special, oh. and that she. <laughs> She wanted me to um, consider becoming an instructor. And I was completely in doubt. I was like, I can't do that. And she said, okay, well, just let's stop right there. And she said, it's gonna be a lot of work, a lot of training for at least two years. And she said, so let's focus on this training being just for you because you have to have this training in order to be a coach and an instructor. But, you know, you have to be able to work on these things and, and be whole in these ways before you can teach anybody else to be whole in these yeah. ways. So that was, the, that's what eased me into it was like, there wasn't this expectation that I'm all of a sudden going to be somebody's coach. Or I'm all of, a, you know, all of a sudden going to be an instructor. But throughout the years of training, my confidence has truly built. And I really, um, I really, really see this as my passion and my purpose in life is to share the experiences that I've had and to help other people see their magnificence. And it's it's just absolutely changed my life. It's everything to me. It's the most important thing to me. Next to volunteering, I, I kind of see the two as a family they work together
0: yeah I love that that's like our that's how we see it too right like I call your infinite life kind of like a sister company I don't know Mm. but they are like it's like this beautiful marriage your infinite life and fresh start family is like it's yeah the passion together right Mm. it's like the perfect little puzzle for our family is to help the families and the parents and then bring them and, and introduce them to the life coaching and personal development work is like just goes hand in hand right we always say like you're not really complete until you get to a weekend course. So <laughs> positive parenting curriculum is great. It's fantastic. And then it gets like exemplified when you add some personal development work on there with your infinite life. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. I didn't know you got invited. Wow. Yeah. I had to like be like, you want me? (laughs) (laughs) I think I want to do this. You guys want me? And they're like, cool. Oh, here it
1: starts. You guys are going to have to do some work (laughs) around this.
0: Wow. Sarah got invited. So when you
1: guys teach together, you're like, okay, so who's lead singer? (laughs) You know, like, yeah. So I'm thinking I'll go first.
0: She's
2: no, like, well, I got invited. <laughs> well, I, you know, there was there, luckily, I mean, it was the, it was such a, a serendipitous event. I mean, everything from getting, you know, getting invited by Bobby and then everything, you know, there was a mastery course, you know, that weekend course ended. I had my call with Pam on Wednesday and then that weekend there was a mastery course that she just said, just sit in on. So I just kind of sat in the corner. Um, but the work that I saw on the mastery course, the level of work that I yeah. saw, I was, I remember thinking to myself, okay. It doesn't matter like what it costs, nothing like I have to do this. This is, I have to
0: do this. Ah, And so all this time, like, so tell us when your volunteer work started with No Silence, No Violence, because I mean, that, like you said, is a huge part of who you are and what you do and. Gosh, like that is just got to be intense. And I love that you just carry that with such grace. So tell us a little bit about that organization and the work that you do with them as a volunteer. So No Silence, No
2: Violence is a very small nonprofit based out of San Diego. Jessica Yaffa is the founder of that organization. And she's just this amazing woman that started out with a ministry at the Rock Church um, and it just grew which into, which so cool. Cause that's our, that's our yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, she, she, she had like three or four chairs. You know, I, I don't know if I'm getting this exactly right, but she had just a few chairs set up for the first one thinking that nobody was going to be there. And it was like, like, like tens of, I mean, like, I think she said something like 60 people had wow. showed up on the first one. So there was obviously a need and she, she felt spoken to, nice. uh, to start that. And it's grown into this amazing organization that um, we help people from emotional support, and then we also help them with financial support. We help them with trying to get out. We've helped people come from other states in the middle of the night to fly them and their families away from their abusers. Um, we help people with simple things that you know should be simple, but when you've got your life feels like it's falling apart, like your utility bill and your cell phone bill and, and gas and all those things, we help people with that as well. Like for me, I left with zero dollars. I had like a shoe on. And the goldfish in a cup and the wow. cat and the dog, I didn't have anything. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, you want to go home because you want your stuff, but there's also that security. Like my whole life is there, yeah. you know, and I'm starting from scratch, you know, if I'm going to stay away. And um, I was so fortunate um, to find work as soon as I was very badly uh, bruised. and so as mm. soon as the bruising had healed, I could put myself out there like hey, and I was fortunate to find a job pretty quickly. Um, so uh, on my very first day of work, Jessica met me in a parking lot and gave me a grocery car uh, grocery gift card and a gas gift card. and I'm telling you like <laughs> that <laughs> angel it was wow. seriously, yeah. like I didn't have anything. so it was really amazing and like it just helped me through those first 2 weeks until I got my oh. first paycheck. They helped me with therapy. They they covered nice. therapy sessions for me which were incredible. Um and so I I you know I worked on myself a lot and I was wor- doing the work with your infinite life. I was go- attending the support group twice a month. It was so important in my recovery. Um and then about a year after Leaving um, the relationship and just really feeling good on my own two feet, I attended a volunteer training, which you have to do to tr- to volunteer with no silence, no violence. And there's all kinds of if anybody's ever interested in it, there's so many different types of roles that you can do. Kevin, um, that does the courses with us, actually did the training because he oh, wants to just, nice. just because he wants to be involved. One of our Year oh. in Fenella family members came to. We did a pop up flower shop, and he came, and he was just so moved by it. And so he actually attended. Oh, he's one. a rock star. I know. Yeah, love Kevin. Oh, absolutely, we're so we're so lucky with everybody that we we're just surrounded by so many beautiful people. But yeah. Um, so yeah, volunteering was very very important to me, and I chose to be a crisis contact, even though it is very demanding, because I just that's what saved me. Like that was being put in contact with somebody that understood and didn't didn't doubt me, didn't question me, you know, just wanted to help me. That's, that's basically what I do now. And it's very, very important to me. And, and pretty much the only place that I do use my coaching, um, outside of the course room is with my crisis clients. And it's very, it's, I mean, all the tools that I've learned have benefited myself as well as others. So it's been great.
0: Oh, it's so beautiful because I I know from talking with you a few times when I knew of some people that needed help um in particular a, a friend from church it's like we've watched over the last 6 or 8 years and i was like gosh man i saw her out and i was like i think i think she's back right um and i i talked to you a little bit about it and it was so fascinating learning about how well you guys are ed- educated and trained a, you know, to, to have used your experience and what you got through and on the other side of, and then to really use that to be like, you can relate to what they're going through. And, and it was really incredible at the time. Cause I remember you saying to me, okay, now make sure you don't say this or that, because that will drive them away. And we want them, you know, to, you know, whatever you said, it was like, you know, you want of course them to feel welcome. And like you just, the way you were able to obviously talk to them was way different than us being never gone through this to think like we should say some things that we're actually going to drive them not to get the support. So mm-hmm. I just know you guys go through so much training and it's just incredible um, how hard you guys work through that organization, through your volunteer work to really um, be able to speak to people who need the help in a way that they will really soak it in. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Okay, cool. Well, gosh. Yeah. Well,
1: first off, I just want to acknowledge like using... Um, all of these experiences, most of them, I must have just been horrific and so, so hard to go through. But to now flip it, to be able to use that as your your power to, to intercede on behalf of somebody else who's going through something. Man, talk about like, that's true power. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm sure for so many years and so many situations, you probably were just kind of like, why is life like this for me so now I think it's it, like you've totally taken the power back I just want to say like that's incredible that you're yeah. now you know right on the front lines there for other people I mean that's just got to give you like you said such purpose and, yeah it's very yeah. fulfilling
2: it's very very important to me as it's, it's hard as sometimes it's been to manage my schedule and the volunteer work is one of those things I'm just, like, not willing to give up. Nice. Um, so I, I it, there there have been some challenges, you know, juggling a bunch of things, but it's like you have, like, it, it, it really f- it fills my soul. And, and, like, you know, it really is so powerful when I'm working with people, when they see how strong I am standing in right. my power. And that I was where they were or a similar place to where they were. And how you really can completely reinvent yourself and, You know, one of my favorite songs in the whole world, it's one sentence and all it says is, this time around you can be anyone. And it's like my theme song and it's like, any moment of any day, you can make the change. Is that the
0: one you played at Wonder Child? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I
2: love it. Just, it, I feel it in my bones. Yeah. Um, it's, it's called IO by Helen Steller. Yeah. And it's an amazing song and it's, I think it's just really inspiring because it doesn't matter if you made the mistake and you went back last time, like you can, you can, ch- you can make the change right yes. now. Every moment is a new chance.
1: That's great. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm sure, you know, there's you know, we've got a cross section of listeners. I'm sure there's people out there right now that um, are either like, "Wow, I've been there, I'm in there," or maybe not. So I think that's where you know Wendy, will, you know, going through the topics are is like, okay, well, let's just say this this isn't in your world, but it's like, okay, you've got a family unit, or you've got a, a chance to mold relationships in your home, and just you know, that's what what we're all about is just strengthening relationships giving people tools and just getting ahead of things so that, you know, it- You've given people some, some amazing examples of being on the other side of it, what you're doing now. Let's talk about the other side. Let, yeah. So... Let's uh, rewind the tape.
0: Yeah. Let's rewind the tape and really get on the preventative side here because I'm sure you, like, I would love to hear maybe if you have, if you know of any statistics on this, but like, everyone always thinks, I would think, I mean, I know this is the way I think, oh, my kid will never, my, my kid will never be in that situation or, you know, my kid, like, I feel like the same thing as God awful as it is, is like with gun violence like my kid would never do that right and you're like well dude you got to be preventative like and and this what what we're going to talk about today is so beautiful in empowering you and motivating families to keep doing the work that we all study together with positive parenting curriculum that is so relationship-based right because is there like a, is it one in 10 or one in, I, what is the... I
2: believe the national statistic is one in three, actually. Holy smoke. Yeah, I mean, what I, that was at least what it was a couple years ago when we started all of this. So I haven't looked it up recently, but it was one in three nationally. We'll have
0: some type of relationship abuse. Yeah,
2: experience some level of, yeah, exactly. Some level of relationship abuse. Because there are so many forms. A lot of people don't want to... Um, even kind of give them like give themselves the recognition that we, they might be in an abusive relationship because they're only looking at physical abuse but there's so many different oh, there's yes. financial abuse and there's verbal abuse and emotional abuse and it's all damaging you know
0: right and that is so uh, so important to say right so so families you know again we're going to get into these topics here in just a minute but just remember what you are doing as you raise your kids and I know learning positive parenting curriculum and applying it into your daily lives, especially when you've been doing things the other way right like when terry and i found positive parenting curriculum we had been doing things much different for the first three years of stella's lives and we completely did a 180 and flipped it and changed up the way we talked to her and worked with her and saw her and disciplined her and it was rough for a while and so a lot of the clients i work with in my bonfire membership program and that go through the foundations course a lot of times they're in that place where they're like Whoa, this is really different than how we're doing it right now. That the traditional societal approach, which is very autocratic and fear and force based, and they but their heart calls them to learn more, and they listen and they start to learn, and then they come into the bonfire membership program when they're like. This is hard <laughs> like not only is it like crazy to shift my my thoughts and my paradigms around this and how I should work with my kids especially when they make mistakes and are so-called bad or whatever mm-hmm. but then they actually try to have the courage to do new things um, especially when there's really heated moments and they need that support right so like they come into the program and um, but I want you guys families to understand that what you're doing matters and When you work with your kids for 18 plus years using these type of strategies and just relationship and connection-based leadership in your home, you are doing so much to prevent your kids from ever getting in this type of relationship, right? Um, Or being at risk, right? Um, And I just, again, you'd be surprised. Like, there's, it happens more, I think, than people realize. Like, we have some personal... I've known a few people who have been in very abusive relationships and we actually had a friend from high school crazy story like she was the most amazing loving like mellowest person got into a relationship with a guy Who actually came and visited us here in California?
1: I was at their wedding.
0: We were at their wedding. Um, We have the funny story of how we we tried to teach him to surf, and he put the wetsuit on backwards. (laughs) And it was like he was like looked appeared to be the nicest guy in the world. Mm -hmm. They broke up. They got a divorce. He went on to date a new girl. um, And stories got to be out that he was becoming very controlling and with her, and ended up murdering her. He's in prison. Wow. And we were just like, what? But what goes on behind closed doors within family units is, I think, it's so important that you remember, guys, that we, everybody is at risk for, like, either, you know, for your kids getting into this type of stuff. And this episode today is not to scare anyone, it's to motivate us to keep doing the hard work because, yes, there are going to be times when it's hard to do the work. It's like, it's like a muscle, right? It's going to the gym. We don't... We don't all wake up and want to go to the gym every day. Like it's easy to revert to the fear and the force and the autocratic, like, just do it or else. Like, um, but so what we're going to get into matters, and I just want we want you guys to be inspired to keep going. So let's let's get into it. Do you want to say one more thing to you? Um,
1: and and I think you know now more than ever, you know, people are aware of so many stories that go on. You know, it's not it used to be just turning on the news. Now it's you know every single social media story that comes your way or everything that goes on, and you might be sitting in a semi-comfortable spot and say, well, yeah, but what can I do? Yeah, but what can I do? Oh, that sounds awful, but what can I do? You might not be in one of these situations. Well, what can you do is you can start this massive ripple effect from your family unit out when you you really push into strengthening your relationships, doing self-growth work, And really being a a beacon of light to those around you, even if you're not, you don't think you're causing any of those problems or you're not an abuser or you weren't an abuser, like you have more power than you think just by the opportunity that you have to push into the relationships that you have and don't underestimate what, what you can do with your, through yourself, through your family unit.
0: Let's chat for a hot sec openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited.
2: I think that what's what's so important, what, what we're, we're really doing right now is bringing awareness around it because a lot of people do think that it only affects a certain group of people and there's such a stigma around it and so many people, there's so much shame that they don't share it. That's why it doesn't seem like it affects that many people. But I mean, literally the person next to you in the grocery store right. could be in an abusive relationship and they may not share it with anybody because of all the shame that's around that and also not wanting to label themselves as a victim cuz maybe they think oh well, other people have it worse right. and i think that in in families we do think oh my my kid they're so headstrong that's never going to happen yeah. to them or i remember being young and thinking to myself like oh if somebody ever put their hands on me that's not going to you know it's easy to say that but without the core base being just strengthened and I think it really starts in the home. There, there are so many holes inside of us that we don't know about and when we find that somebody can fill those for us whether they're good for us or not, it's a lot harder to let go of that relationship than people think. Right. So it's like you can you can you can watch all the TV shows that show some you know you know they've got like crime shows that show this person being abused and and murdering people think that that's bringing awareness to them, but it's only bringing awareness to the ugly side. It's not bringing the awareness to the everyday
0: intricacies of how this affects people yes and how people become at risk Mm -hmm. you know so let's start with number one um and these points that you've designed for us today i think are just so incredible how they really do just like perfectly um align with what we teach families so number one is learning what a healthy relationship looks like really starts in the home. So, and and I'm going to say kind of the way I interpret that and what we teach families, and then you can tell us why it matters and how you, you would interpret it or your thoughts on it. But we really teach families that, you know, the times when you like, are like, you know, reactive, like a volcano, or the times that you slip and you use fear and force, because you're just exhausted. And it's like, Oh, my gosh, you whatever, either do it or you're rah, like, we, we, we talk a lot in Fresh Family, how we become these volcanoes, right? And then we become aware and families who find this work and open their hearts to learn more, we learn to change that. Um, and so we want to make sure you, I, I always tell families, it's, we're not looking for perfection here, but we're just looking for families to understand that that is not the way we want to do things, and it's not the way you have to do things. You can be so influential with your kids and um, you be firm and kind and compassionate and full of grace and empathy and connected and peaceful within family units, um, and you don't have to hurt your kids. That does not equate to love. Healthy relationships um, that we teach families is that there does not to be need to be any level of hurt in a healthy relationship. There does not need to be any level of fear and force. And it takes families a long time to trust it and learn it, But it's so true. Like we, you know, 10 years in, like we really now realize that we, you just really can eradicate all fear and force and your kids will learn to respect you because they want to, not because they have to. Mm -hmm. Right. So we kind of see that's what healthy relationships look like. So what is, and tell me more about your thoughts around that.
2: Well, yeah. So, you know, if, if in your household, everyone screams at each other when they want something or they're disappointed about something, if people put each other down, it really, without it's like below our level of awareness, but it really normalizes that kind of behavior. Right. So when you're in your own relationship and somebody puts you down or somebody screams at you and they don't like the way things go, it's 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 not going to really raise those flags that. Sh- it should, right. that this person shouldn't be speaking to me this way. This is not the way that a respectful, you know, you, that you would show me respect in a relationship. It, it's like, oh, well, he was just in a bad mood and we really yeah. let those kinds of things go. And then also I think that sometimes parents... They, which I understand that people want to protect their children, but they hide the the hard times from their kids. And I think that it's important that that they do get exposed to that a little bit because we, we grow up at this fantasy of what relationships are like, you know, the movie romances and the Disney cartoons. And life just isn't like that. Life yeah. is hard. Relationships are hard. Ch- you know, there's things that are challenging that you have to work together to resolve. And I think that when you grow up thinking that, you know, There is this possibility of this knight in shining armor that's just going to whisk you away, which is what happened in my relationship. I mean, he came in so strong that I remember thinking, everything bad that's ever happened to me in my entire life led me to this moment so I could meet this person and because he just treated me like a queen. Like, and and, I mean, now I... (laughs) If, if I met somebody that came on to me the way that he did now, it would really, really raise some red flags because right. um, classic abusers do come on very strong because when they when they've had enough turns at relationships, they know where their, their deficiencies are and they, they do like to lock you into a relationship soon as they can because Mm. while you still see them as this knight in charming armor they they want to secure that so when the ugly side comes out you're hopefully you're you're invested enough that you're not going to leave and so i think it's just really important that that kids grow up seeing what what's real and how people can speak to each other and get the point across without disrespecting each other without name calling um you know bullying in the house happens a lot Yeah, we don't think about it but parents it does. are the OG
0: bullies yeah. dude yes it? it's amazing how many parents i hear that are like so up in arms about modern day bullying and i'm like How's it looking in your home? How yeah. are you talking to your kids? Mm-hmm. How are you getting them to put their shoes on? Exactly. How How are you handling it when they've broken the window with a baseball for the third time? <laughs> like, like, that you're freaking out with anger. Like, how's it going? Because it, they are. Like, it's sad. It's horrible. I know people are like, rough. their feathers get ruffled, but they really... It's like parents, like with what we model is really important.
2: And and like, and what you were saying a minute ago that you, this, you're not trying to make people get afraid by sharing this. You're just trying to expose it. I think that that's really what this is right now. Because what, when we learn these things so young in the home I, I do think it's below the level of awareness so when you're in the relationship now and you know you feel like you've found somebody that you' you don't want to lose then you do a lot of self um, rationalization yeah. like you you really bargain with yourself about why this happened and what's gonna change and and you you make what happened okay and I think that if if there's that core um you know Knowledge from just growing up of really knowing your value, really knowing what a healthy relationship looks like, really knowing how somebody should treat you, then you're not going to rationalize because there's no there's no such rationalization.
0: You know, it makes me think of so what we teach families, especially like we just had an incredible success story yesterday of a mom who did this, but we teach them to teach their kids to take responsibility for their mistakes and their actions, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But um, by telling them, like, hey, I'm so sorry that I handled myself that way yesterday. Um, I'd love to do a makeup for you because that is not the way I want to handle it. Whether it's yelling or just taking... Like, yesterday was, like, um, a mom would, like, take inside so gnarly in in a fight, and she can't, like came down so gnarly on the two-year-old and really, like, we teach with sibling rivalry and conflict, don't take sides, just Mm. teach them, empower them to work it out on their own, which is, like, the hardest work ever, but, and so she just realized, like, that didn't add to it, like, um, it created being this, like, ended up being this crazy, horrible blow-up, everyone was tantruming and mad, and she just came in the next day and she was like, hey, I'm so sorry I handled myself like that because that's not the way I want to do it tomorrow, so I'd love to do a little makeup for you, and I forget what they did, but, um, and she said because next tomorrow I really want to make a different decision that's not what a healthy relationship looks like and that's not the way I'm going to teach you to handle yourself when you're upset so um, I'd like to do that again so it's like a a huge part of it right um and even like as you're telling that story I just it's like so when you really think about how common this kind of stuff is and when it comes up in relationships I just finished the book um called swell and so Liz Clark is like this amazing woman she's a female captain sails around the world by herself incredible surfer um but she got into an abusive relationship when she I think she was, in, she was in Tahiti and it was so fascinating processing what I read in the last chapter about this guy and you know everything that you're sharing is exactly what she explains happened with him and to for her to escape was really gnarly um so yeah it's just fascinating okay so number two let's move on to getting comfortable sharing the good and the bad should start in the home from an early from early on so So yeah, this is this idea that within Fresh Start Family, I love this because we teach families that having highs and lows, having those rocky moments when you're in relationship with your kids or your spouse is a normal part of life. And we all are at choice with how we handle those highs and lows and we can take responsibility for the times when we mess up or make mistakes or yell or threaten or use fear and force and commit to doing it differently tomorrow. And so we also teach parents that um, mistakes are great opportunities to learn and that our kids don't need to like be punished to their core when they make a mistake. Like Terry and I just recorded an episode on lying that will probably have come out by the time this episode airs. How, you know, if you make a mistake You can talk to your parents. You're not going to, like, get the smack down. We just want you to tell us the truth, and then we'll teach you at a later time Mm -hmm. how to not make that same decision tomorrow. But it's a definite different approach than traditional parenting where, you know, if you find out your kid's done something or if they make a mistake, like, pretty much, like, you're going to lecture them. You're going to shame them. You're going to make sure they're punished. Make sure they're, you know, they pay for their mistake. It's kind of the traditional approach. Um, and we really do it different. Like we really have, um, we, we really empower parents to just approach the whole thing in a much different way, to admit their mistakes, to make amends, to share with their family what they're learning and how they're approaching it differently tomorrow. And that, when they model that, that teaches children to do the same, to take responsibility for their mistakes, to not feel shame around them, and to be able to talk to their family members and their parents about what happened and how they're going to do it differently tomorrow. So share with me a little bit more about your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, so much of what you said just rings so like r- exactly what I had in mind for this conversation. And, you know, in the Freedom to Be course, we do a lot of work on shame. And that's where I actually realized that there was a, a wonderful exercise that you, people do on Saturday night. And I realized through that that exercise that I couldn't blame my ex for everything that had happened I made choices I put myself in those situations and in in part of this exercise you have to kind of take ownership of that mistake and smile with that mistake and what's interesting is after the experience I didn't cry anymore when I would talk about it. I'd almost get this weird smirk on my face and it really did help me to accept it. it unfortunate that I'm like in my late 30s when I finally get this tool though so bringing it into the home early on is so so incredibly valuable and the high lows, I think that we we are used to usually asking, you know, how is your day? And we're not even really waiting to hear the answer. It's kind of like, how are you? I'm fine, you know? Right. And I think that for a lot of parents that are listening to this, they're the ones that are actively wanting to be involved. But I think in general, parents, it's, it's easy when you're so tired, you've got your job, you've got your relationship, you've got your kids, you've got the dog, you have all these things that you have to worry about. It's hard to know that you need to designate some energy to really check in with your kids. but we And we let them off the hook a lot with like, well, oh, how was your day? Oh, I don't know. And it's like, okay. But there is something going on. There's always something going right. on. No matter life. how big or small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the high lows is something that I heard about from a good friend of mine. And she started with her daughter very, very young, right when she started going into preschool. And so every single day uh, they would ask, what was the high point of your day? And what was the low point of your day? And you can start with low or low high it doesn't matter and everybody in the house shares and there is no getting out of it because there is always going to be even if it's as simple as I had to get up this morning is my low point. It could be even as simple (laughs) as that. But getting comfortable sharing those types of things. And I think it's so important that as you share those things with your your family and you have conversations, you start to learn about yourself. You start to learn about what things make you happy, what things make you not happy. And that's just so important because, you know, I grew up not really knowing who I was. And in every relationship that I got into, I pretty much conformed to whatever they wanted me to be and i would be the best version of that and now i know so strongly who i am and and nobody's going to be able to to take that away from me and i and i really think that it starts with having the open communication at home the other thing that i think is super important like you were saying is um, you, you know, not be having the, the fear of the consequences. Yeah. Now, when, and, and a lot of people, when I share this with them, they, it's controversial because they're like, oh, well, I want my kid to be afraid because then they won't make the mistake. And and, and, no. I, and, and that's <laughs> exactly, and when, and when, if you start young enough to, if you're lucky enough to start this work early enough, then the problems you're going to deal with, they're not going to be those huge giant problems yet. And you can build that foundation with your children to have that relationship where they feel comfortable sharing. But a lot of kids don't share that much with their families. In this day of social media, parents are kind of know what's going on with their kids by what they're posting on Instagram or what they're posting on their Snapchat. On their
0: public account. Yeah. They all have secret accounts. Yeah.
2: Aren't and that man, dumb? Well, they all... <laughs> they... Which is so true. They've got, they've got, I think most kids that have Snapchats don't even let their parents know that they've and got Snapchat. They a secret account.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, but, but parents, it's like the easy way out. Like, oh, well, they're smiling. They seem really happy. Right. They're, you know, their grades aren't failing. But there could be so much, especially when kids get into being teenagers. A, a relationship, there's. It's very prevalent in, in high school re- young relationships. Jessica Yaffa goes to schools to spread that awareness to young people. She's the
0: owner and founder of um, No Silence, No Violence. Right? Yeah, so
2: she's very she's very um, preventative uh, as, as far as what she's trying to do with her message right now. Beautiful. Yeah, and I think that if 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 kids. Like just imagine if you're 14 years old or 15 years old and you have a boyfriend and he's doing something that makes you feel bad. He's belittling you or, you know, he's starting to control what you're wearing or who you're talking to. You might not want to share that with your parents if you think your parents' immediate reaction is going to be, what? That's not, you're not allowed to see them anymore. You're not allowed to date them anymore. You guys need to yep. break up. They're never going to share that with you. So I'm not saying that there can't be consequences, but when, when somebody is opening up to you is not the time to give them the punishment. It's the time to
0: commend or them. Fix.
2: Yeah, or even fix or, the problem. Or, um... Uh, Lecture. Yes. Yeah. Listen to them, you know, give them the the respect for how difficult it was to open up and to share something difficult and have Mm -hmm. a conversation with them about it, you know?
0: Yeah, we have a whole lesson in the Foundations course, and we talk about this so much in the Bonfire, all around listening intently and using feeling encouragers instead of feeling discouragers. And over time, what happens is when you really do strengthen that listening skill without lecturing, fixing, shaming, punishing um your kids will open up to you like we have yeah. seen the fruits of that with our yeah. our oldest now and it's hard to,
1: it's hard to do um but I, I like how you pointed out like start with start early and start with the small stuff because you know it can be tempting to just sit there and fix 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 and they're just like that's not really why i came to talk to you exactly. about this yeah. um so yeah practice you know practice with the small stuff first and then eventually it could be that big one. Yeah. Because they they've had time to to groom that relationship and they're like, I know I can come to this person.
0: Exactly. That's exactly yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And then our intention as parents is always to empower them and support them and be their advocates, right? So, instead of thinking we need to fix, rescue, you know, punish. like punish, withhold, protect. Mm-hmm. It's more like, all right, well, how are you going to get through this? What t- what decisions do you need to make? How can I support you? And that's what it turns into. And that's really what we teach from a very young age when we're working with our kids. Um, and we do some incredible role plays around it. We just refilmed a bunch of role plays for our foundations course, where we we model what that looks like is to like chill. To oh listen gosh. and then to ask some questions instead of fixing. One more thing about that is Susie Walton always tells this cool story about a study they did in La Jolla, California, probably, like, a few decades ago now. But um, they, they polled, like, or surveyed, like, a 1,000 teenagers. I think it was at Tory Pines High School. And they said, okay, when you have a problem, who do you want to go to? Like, who would you love to confide in? And that almost all of them said my parents. And then they said, okay, well, when you actually really have a big problem – who do you actually confide in or ask for help? And almost all of them said anybody but my parents because they'll either stay up all night worrying about me, they'll mm-hmm. um, won't let me you know, do the activity anymore, they'll punish me, they'll shame me or they'll lecture me. And so kids end up creating this pattern where they don't talk to their parents and but yet we want to be this guiding light for them which is what we should be and then yes there's the traditional societal view of that is such a disservice to so many parents that teaches them if you want your kids to listen and cooperate you gotta scare them the classic like it's not my job to be friends with you exactly and I know that's a playful statement and if you said it I'm not coming down on you but trust me you want to have a friendship with your children That is like the number one thing. Friends are there to support one another. They're each other's advocates. They they stand up. They hold each other accountable. Friendships are beautiful things, but trust me, you want to have that with your children. And so all the stuff you shared is, is so important and, and yeah, the earlier you can start the better. If you're if you if you're realizing as you're listening to this, oh man, <laughs> we do things kind of the opposite. It's never too late to it's, start. Yeah.
2: This time around, you can be anyone, just like the song that... Oh, right. And, and you know, shame is a really big... So Whether whether it's relationship abuse or just anything else, shame is a really big um, thing that inhibits us, I think, as people, especially when we're young and we're developing. And if, if somebody is starting to share something with you that's hard to get out, and your immediate reaction is to react or to yeah. fix, what you're really doing is robbing them of the opportunity to keep talking about what they feel ashamed of, because... That is the only way you can ever get away, get rid of shame is by talking about it. Talk right. about it. That's why I tell my crisis contacts all the time is share your story with as many people as you can because it takes away that... That's- whatever it is that's making you not want to share. And if we're immediately jumping in and wanting to nip something, then we're not giving the the youth the the chance to keep expressing out loud and hearing themselves say what Uh, the problem is. Because when you hear it out loud, when you hear, yeah, you know, he doesn't let me choose my own outfits or he told me I'm not allowed to hang out with Marsha anymore. When you say it out loud, it's like, well, that sounds really
0: crazy. Why? You know, that's not cool. And that is that intrinsic motivation that we're trying to tap into with our kids. Like, they have to be able to guide themselves and listen to themselves and make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. We, we are not going to be able to fix everything for them when they're in college. <laughs> you know, one more story, and then I think Terry's going to take us into our last point because we want We always try to keep these under an hour. But just the other night, Stella came home from her band practice, um, and it's pretty interesting because she started sharing, like, wow, there's this one teacher Um, who's, I guess the director of like all these schools and she's like, he is gnarly. Like he seriously like yells at the kids and, um, you know, She started saying all these names. This person didn't know this one guitar riff. They're all playing Zeppelin songs right now. It's so awesome. (laughs) We're, like, in heaven listening to Stella drum these songs. And she just gave examples of, like, a few different people that just got nailed. And then she broke her drumsticks, and she was like, hey, can I get some new drumsticks? And he just, like, belittled her and yet, like, was like, what the hell is wrong with you? You didn't bring extra drumsticks? No. Like, just the way she was describing it, I um, immediately started to puff up. And I was went into, like, dude like that, whoa. And I started to be like, that can't, that's not okay. And then like, and then I remembered my own teaching and I was like, chill, 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 listen, listen, listen. And I, you always can feel it in your kids when they're like, dude, I don't need you to fix this mom. Mm-hmm. And so I started, I think Terry, you were there for this, right? I started to ask her, okay, well, how are you going to handle it? And she's like, it's fine. She was like, I'll handle it. And, um, and I was like, well, all right, well, um you know is there anything you need support with and she was like no he's just he's just gnarly and 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 i said something to the effect of like all right just as i'm okay with it uh, you being president in that scenario as long as you know that that's not the type of leadership that you want to have one day like you can all, i said you can learn from people how you don't want to lead just as much as you can learn from them how you lead are you okay with that she said yep i got it and i and then she said well you know, there's, I guess he leads this other band and th- who's playing Rush. And I was like, oh, man, is there a chance we could get him in the future? Because that's going to be hard for me. She's like, mom, I got it. She's like, it might actually be good for me to have like a really gnarly, strict teacher because um, I can handle it and I'll learn from it. But it was it was just an exercise in me listening and I'm going to, you better believe I'm going to be there to support it if he's ever her teacher and I'm going to be involved. Yeah. However, it's very important that she talks to me and tells me that, yeah. right? Because that's a it's an example of like, totally. I'm going to guide, Terry and I both are going to guide her and coach her on that. And at the same time, I'm not going to send the anonymous email because she didn't want me to. She asked me, Mom, don't send an anonymous email. I I got it right now. But I want to build her up so she knows that she can always tell me these things, and I'm not going to, like, embarrass her with reporting it to the school or something. But, of course, I'm going to keep my eye on it. Yeah. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? if yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, me know if you have any questions firststartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind
2: yeah there yeah. might come a point where you do have to step exactly. in exactly but this is a, this she started out early she told you right away right. which is yeah. exactly what we're trying to achieve so yes yeah, yeah.
1: cool <clears throat> so let's talk about the the idea of children learning their value young through their families um, just you know it it sounds like you know you had a time in your life where you didn't you said you, you didn't your identity was based on somebody else and your value uh, you know seemed like it was very small in comparison to, to the way you look at yourself now. Absolutely. So talk about this opportunity of um, you know this time in the family unit where children can find their their, their, their value through their family.
2: Yeah, I think that this is probably like the most important thing. Um, You know, in our families, there's, there's always, there's sibling rivalry and there's parents get stressed out and stuff, but it's really important that everybody know how important they are and what they bring to their family and and that they feel strong in that because it it starts, there's identity starts there and you know when I look back at my childhood you know my my uh, family immigrated here and and my mom worked really really hard and when I look back I had a good childhood I I had fun I you know it all of the the things that were missing or things that aren't, they didn't seem obvious to me until I started to do this work that I started to find out why I did the things that I did. And I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what my value was. My mom was at work until late, late at night. My father was not in the home. So I pretty much got, you know, um, got an idea of who I was or who I wanted to be by TV, which is not a good way to start. And by, you know, my brother who was older than me and that would, you know, tease me and, um, and then, and then school, which is also not a good place. The the social circles at school is not a good place for you to figure out who you are in this world. So learning that in the house is so important. I think especially when it comes like this, I mean, this could apply for, for young boys and young girls, but we're so used to always saying like, Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so pretty. Oh, aren't you so handsome? We don't spend enough time telling people how funny they are, how intelligent they are, how creative they are. And so, you know, as a young girl, you, you know, I grew up with thinking that so much of my value went into the way that I looked, and the way that I was received by men. And 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 I thought something was wrong with me um, as I got into becoming a young adult if I couldn't maintain a relationship. Because you see all these people on social media, which of course you only see what they want you to see, but getting married and there's pictures and they all look so happy. And then here I am with these relationships that keep failing. There must be something wrong with me. So yeah. there, were, there were times that my relationships would be like pretty much out the door, but I wouldn't even share that with anyone because there was so much shame that somehow it reflected on me. Something was wrong with me and I can't keep somebody happy. And and I really, really strongly believe that in the home, if I knew my value growing up, if I knew like really the light that I have and the energy that I have and all the things that I see in myself now, the strength that I have, then I would never look for somebody else to give that to me, you know, because it builds early.
0: Yes, um, and I think what I'll do for this episode is I'll include a free I am chart um, for families to fill out with their kids because our I am statements mm-hmm. that we practice a lot um, within Your Infinite Life, within Fresh Start Family, um, is a great way to do that, right? I just had a, a mom, and what I mean by I am charts is like really teaching your kids to take. Ownership of like these incredible things about them that make them magnificent from a young age, right? And own that and walk in that every day. And that's who defines you, right? It's not the times when you were perfectly behaved all day at school and you were a good girl. Like, we teach our families unconditional love should be present. And it it takes a long time to switch that mindset, right? Like Mm -hmm. our traditional parenting tells you like, if your kids are good, they get hugs and they get sugar and they get their rewards. And if they're bad, they need to be alone. They need to be punished. They need to know that they're wrong. They need to carry some shame in order to change. So we change that all up. And we teach families like you can pour into your children, even when they're having a tough tough stage of life and they keep hitting the kids at the park, you can still speak over them and say, you are beautiful. You are loving. You are kind. You are caring. That's who you are. You are creative. Um, and it, and it's beautiful because it's, it's, it really does. It helps them identify. And
1: the reminder of that's who you really are. Versus, you know, there's so much emphasis over the like the misbehavior or the mistakes. They start to de- define some kids, yeah. You know, and yeah, you for know, sure. totally. Um, well, some kids might just completely fly under the radar, so they don't have any, you know, positive attributes associated with their their value or their I am statements. And then some kids are always getting in trouble, so it's they're like, "Well, that's who I am." But it's and it's this is important for the, the whole family, moms, dads, everybody to do an I am statement because the self-talk at any stage in life if you don't practice or say who you really are or have somebody come alongside you to help you you know to remember who you really are um, you just start to become those things and that voice in your head and that voice can be so unkind I mean the enemy is so real it's so real
0: Yeah, and also I think you start to look for other people to confirm it. So that's That's like again, traditional traditional parenting is like teaches families like you want your kids to always please you, and we actually teach parents the opposite. We're like. Do not have a mission to have your kids please you. Like it's it's okay. Like I always tell Stella, she still gets super bummed when I'm angry, and she's like, "Mom, just stop. I just want you to be happy." And I I try so much, a teacher, and I I could I always could do better with this. But when I'm angry, it's my own thing. Yeah. It's not about you. You. You are not making me angry. Like, I am owning that, and I'm the one who's going to work through that, you know? But, like, I don't want her ever to think that she has to please me or make me happy. You know, it's, like, the same with the drum teacher situation. I'm thinking of her, and it's, like, you want to fill your kids up with, like, who they really are no matter how people speak to them or what reactions people have. Like, yes, I get it. We want our kids to be able to, like, listen to the teacher at school, listen to us, be respectful, um res- like definitely respect people and care about the opinions of others and your interactions with them but the mission to please does not does is not a good mission
2: and you know um it's, you know, I don't know the statistics around this, but um, young children that are people pleasers, you are are very susceptible to finding themselves in abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the things that echoed in my mind throughout my, uh, you know, adult life was in my relationship was I was what I would, I would tell myself is like, I just want to be special to somebody. I just want to be important to somebody. And through the work, it's, I've learned that I didn't have that when I was in the home. And I think that, you know, it's, you're, it's not that you're important to the family because you get good grades or you're important to the family because you set the table. You're important because you're part of this family.
0: Yes. exactly. And and it's
2: so, I I get goosebumps thinking about it right now because it wasn't, it wasn't something that was like deliberately done by my mom, you know, uh, but it was, I didn't have that. So then I get into a relationship and I would really spill myself into the relationship and I would do so much because I wanted them to see the value in me to, to keep me around you know and like what does it say about me if I am this magnificent person in a relationship I cook for them and all this stuff and then they still don't want me you know right so it, it's like now, when I when I think like when I think that I used to actually say t- tell to myself that I just want to be important to somebody, I just want to be special to somebody. Now I I know I'm important and I know right. I'm special. Like I don't need anybody to tell me that anymore. Right.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh, we're at the hour, so we have to wrap up. But that <laughs> is like such a magnificent point to end on because you know with families, you can hold that as like a precious intention for your family forever. We always teach our, our parents that even when your kids are misbehaving and they're in tough stages of life and they're, they're power struggling all day long with you and they're they're challenging you to your core, they are such a strong contributor to your team mm-hmm. as a family because they are teaching you just as much as you are teaching them. Mm-hmm. You are getting character development. You're de- you're building your patience skills. You're building your compassion skills. You're learning how to work with other human beings who don't see eye to eye with you. But often, many of us learn as adults, right? Now, we have the honor of teaching families how to teach kids that. Scale very young, right? But, um, but it's just beautiful. So all members of the family have incredible contributions. Like one more last example, and then we'll wrap it up. But Stella is like such a hard ass when it comes to being on time, and so we really struggle with like she will. She is gnarly on us. Like she's like, are you, like, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are we going? Go ahead. Like, and she just like has this like kind of naggy way, and so we're we're always working with her to be like Stella. If you want to help, offer to help. Like, we need water bottles and sunscreen, and uh, you know, and um, but I make sure I always say to her, You are such a valued member of this team because you keep us on time. Mm -hmm. You are the reason, and it is such an incredible attribute that you have that you care so much about being on time. And um, it's just because you care so much, it's just who you are. Like, it's fantastic. And I need you to do it in a different way. (laughs) So him and I don't lose our minds. I mean, we're just at the time. I'll be sitting there
1: with like bags (laughs) all over me and everything. And she's just standing there with sunglasses on. Like, we're going to be late. I'm like, are you ready? "Mm -hmm." Ask how you can help. (laughs) I just ask how you can help. It's
0: so true. But at the same time, she's radical. She's awesome. Like, she will not let up. She sets her alarm super early. She's up. She's she's just such a go-getter, and she really is inspirational to our family in that way. So that's just one example of how she contributes. I mean, both of our kids contribute in so many ways, but... All right, you guys. Oh, that was such a good conversation. I don't want it to end. Um, We try not to go over an hour, but we did today. But it was worth it, Sarah. So, (laughs) all right. Well, tell our listeners where they can find you. I think um, your infinite life is probably a great place. um, But tell us um, if they want to contact No Silence, No Violence, or you. um, You know, I don't know if you do any coaching. You don't do any coaching yet um, on the side, right? Yeah.
2: I mean, I I am. I am a certified coach. I do. You know, coach my crisis clients. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm open to coaching. Absolutely. I just haven't put myself out there as cool to do that. But, um, but yes so you can www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com. Um, there's an instructor's page, um, and you can instructors and coaches page, and you can, um, see, read my bio and and all the other amazing people that are on there. And then absolutely, if you or anybody, you know, is struggling with relationship abuse, I do have an email address I use for volunteering. So if I could share that, um, so it's S A R A for my first name, and then A for my last initial. So S A R A A. dot N S N V for No Silence No Violence at gmail.com. And anybody Beautiful. who needs anything can absolutely reach out to me on that email address. I'll respond absolutely.
1: And we'll put um, links in the show notes so that everybody can have that as well.
2: Great. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. This thank was you wonderful. So thank you. wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> this was very
2: fun. I'm I'm honored to be here.
0: So thank you. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day.